Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Welcome to the Fashion Lab, uh, darlings. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford, your host and producer, and thank you for tuning in once again onto this show where we will be talking beauty, this time joined by a very special guest, and I will tell you why in a few minutes. I hope you're safe, you're sane. We are back by fashion demand. I mean, we've been quiet as well, but excuse us, you know, we're human too. We're just trying to deal, we're just trying to cope, we're just trying to... Uh, you know, to take it one day at a time. So guys, whatever you're doing within this time of lockdown, be mindful, um, not just of yourself, but also of the people around you. Anyway, um, I want to um, remind you guys that this is the show that dissects the business of fashion, um, strictly uh, the business of it since 2014. Um, we've been going for a long time. And um, I think for me, the biggest thing was to be able to speak. Um, if you think about the fact that the creative industry is one of the hardest hit industries um, through this lockdown, obviously a lot of other industries are hit hard. Um, this is a great way to sort of come back. Now, I want to share my positive vibrations with all of you who may be operating in fear, low, a bit confused due to the uncertainty of where we're headed to. And I believe this is something that will make us only stronger, will come out a bit wiser. And I, I believe this too shall pass. Now, before I get in too deep, I just want to also share my love with everyone who's affected by the virus, those who've lost loved ones, those who are in treatment, and definitely want to big up the healthcare system for being there for us, for being strong, being our support system. Uh, for those of you who think you're tired of lockdown, I've got news for you. Please, I beg, go back home. Uh -huh. This thing is not finished. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening, but please go back home, do the right thing, because you know better than that save lives and be responsible by doing that if you're tuning in for the first time tune in and uh, stay tuned to catch up with our wine style guide and our wine style guide is sort of one of these cool segments it's style and, and and wine which go hand in hand and of course my favorite segment at the end of the show called who would you want to dress and why keep your tweets coming we're on fashion lab af on twitter we're on fashion lab africa on facebook and instagram and we definitely want to hear from you now guys, today's guest is the product director and founder of Create and creator of the Ever Beauty Essays exclusive range. She's definitely a mummy. Uh, she's a wife, she's a fitness, uh, she's into fitness, she's fashion, she's a beauty addict, she's a culinary arts um, lover. She's also a social butterfly by nature. That is how she uh, likes to introduce herself. And last but not least, she will be contributing for the Glamish um, segment on Fashion Lab right here. So this is our new addition. We're also welcoming into the Fabster fam. Allow me to introduce to you our special guest, Teresa Suli. Welcome to the show, madame. Thank you so much. Excited to be on your show. I'm excited to have you. Did I introduce you well? Did I say everything in the way that I... I think you... <laughs> Would you take this and you throw it in your pocket? <laughs> No, I think you said everything to the T, from A all the way to Z. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Teresa. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, guys, we've been actually connected for such a long time, and it's only now that we realized, you know what, let's do this. No pressure. Being mindful again is going to be one of our keywords this season um, in this new world. And I'm just so happy and grateful that uh, Teresa could join us today. Now, Teresa, before we move far in, who are you wearing and who made your clothes? So I know that you always have this segment. So today I decided to put on a local designer by the name of Taro. So it's a friend of mine. She's also a mummy. And this over here, I just 
bought from a Chinese store in Taiwan, <laughs> a little boutique. <laughs> Just to support the locals. It's you know? good. It's good. It's good. As long as you know the price tag, and as long as, guys, this is not normally a joke question. It's a really good question to sort of give you time to introspect on which brand you're wearing because then it brings you back to being a bit more sensitized around who made it we know that there's a lot of child labor we know that there's a lot of unethical ways of production and therefore it sort of makes you think and what happens it makes you a more conscious consumer so teresa thank you so much i want to find out from you how are you doing how are you feeling that's a very important question by the way for everybody please <laughs> before we get in uh no, at the moment I'm feeling great. I think every day is a new day. I look at things in a different light. I try to stay positive. Um, I mean, we're all humans. At days we sometimes feel down, but it's all about elevating the mind and just pushing yourself to be the best version that you can be, especially during this time of uncertainty. I love it. Now, let's talk about this industry. I mean, out of all these industries, what is it about the beauty industry that really has got, got you strong, Teresa? I think the beauty industry is quite a superficial industry but then again I love beauty, I love the image of beauty and I think just transforming it and taking a deeper meaning to what beauty really is which is actually an eternal feeling um, is part of my mission you know I'm all about sharing the message you deserve to be beautiful and that is more than just what's on the surface it's something that somebody needs to feel from within I love it and I love the brand and I'm going to show off about it soon as we go through this show. But I want to talk about um, this um, beauty industry um, from a deeper level. I mean, with all the millions of beauty brands disposed into the market every day, Teresa, what role or what, of de what demand would you say um, Ever Beauty SA is actually fulfilling within that beauty or fashion value chain? I think, um, you know, if you look at products as a general um, for the market, you know, lipstick is lipstick, blush is blush, you know, we're all selling the same thing, but it's the message behind your brand that is really makes you different and unique. So for me, what I'm fulfilling is a product that accommodates the diverse skin tones of South Africa, you know, the diverse um, genders, the diverse um, beliefs, and um, there's no race attached, there's no sex attached, there's no age attached, it's just Everyone deserves to be beautiful, and that is my mission and my goal. And you know, people think I'm crazy, but it's what I do. <laughs> Let's talk about the ever global, I call it the ever resilient beauty industry that generates about $500 billion in sales a year and accounts for millions of jobs directly and indirectly, and is definitely no exemption of what everyone's dealing with right now due to that hard heat. Um, based on this uh, pandemic crisis. According to the latest McKinsey report on the beauty industry, even though the economic magnitude of the COVID-19 pandemic on brands and retailers will be far greater than any recession, they think and they say that there are actually signs that the beauty industry may once again prove relatively resilient. What are your thoughts on this beauty industry? But what I'm more interested in, plus, is how is your business doing since they opened up logistics to allow shipping? And do you see a comeback for this industry, not just locally, but globally? I think, you know, you're correct in saying that the beauty industry has been resilient um, during this um, uncertain time. And um, it's also how you, as the person behind the brand, ensure that you're able to transform and change according to the seasons. You know, never did we knew or know that Corona was going to hit us. We never thought of such a thing, but how do you adapt your brand to suit what the market needs. That's what is more important. And for me, 
um, you know, I went through a tough space. I went through a space there was no business. I went through a space where business started depreciating right before the start of lockdown. And as an entrepreneur, I went through a space where, what am I doing? You know, I questioned myself like, wow, what, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to ensure the longevity of my brand that I once upon a time believed in? Am I going to continue or give up? Those are the normal thoughts that I had. And I'm sure every entrepreneur was going through the same sort of thought patterns. But for me, it, it, it awoke something within that said, you need to work and make sure that the brand is able to communicate and talk to your market, especially during this uncertain time. And I was able to do that. I was able to bring a product um, that um, was able to speak to everybody, you know, regardless of race, um, income, um, gender. It was just an idea that was resonating with people's needs because they needed to look beautiful. I needed to look beautiful. And then that was when my hit came. So what doing this adversity? So sorry, I'm curious. What yes. did what did you do differently? Because I'm very curious. Because just not too long ago, did they just now open the logistics um, as one of you know? Remember, if we remember correctly, here in South Africa, we had different levels of lockdowns which restricted a lot. And um, it's not too long ago. What are you doing different? What are some of the things I've seen your package? I've got some of your products which I've been enjoying. Um, but what did you do? Because obviously at this point, the consumer does not care about clothes. The consumer does not, not, do not care. Sorry, let me take that back. The consumer cares about all these things, but unfortunately they do have priorities and priorities today is what am I going to have for dinner? How am I going to feed my children and all of that stuff? What are you selling that the consumer is still able to purchase without thinking twice? Do you have anything? Do you have a, have I you, yeah. I think for me, it wasn't really about what am I selling? It's the message. You deserve to be beautiful during lockdown. And I looked at myself. I looked at my personal space. I have abundance of makeup, yet I was not putting makeup on. I looked at myself and I thought, wow, Teresa, you're not looking your best, you know. And I was speaking to myself. I said, you need to lift yourself up. You need to be there for yourself. But imagine those who are worrying about what's going to go on their plate, you know, forecasting the uncertainty times. Like, what are they going to do with their finance, finances? Are they going to spend on what they usually do or should they prepare for the uncertain? So people are not, weren't going to spend on makeup. And my idea was, let me spread my brand. Let me get my brand out there by doing something that people can relate to and feel good about without breaking the bank. So I dropped my prices significantly during lockdown and I created something called the Lockdown Beauty Box, which is a box of everything a girl needs or everything a person needs to create a beautiful face of makeup. And um, it was catered for the diverse skin tones of South Africa from light to dark. And um, yeah, that was a hit. It was a hit. I mean, I dropped the price from a very high price to a very low price. And people were like, wow, I deserve to be beautiful. The message behind the box was, you deserve to be beautiful even during lockdown. I love it, Teresa. Now, I want to tap onto your mind on the heavy, um, sort of, let's move to a different direction. Let's talk about a little bit about the blue beauty, the ever-increasing focus on conscious capitalism. Just before the COVID-19 breakdown that led to most countries um, sticking into that lockdown zone, I noticed lots of 100% eco-friendly packaging, uh, zero packaging, uh, naked as they call it, um, successfully making products in solid form. And then you had the waterless beauty, um, which also became a focus, waterless products becoming more and more popular. I mean, well, becoming is 
between the lockdown after the lockdown and now I, it's sort of a gray area but really just before the lockdown waterless was also such a big thing i can attest to the fact that when the beauty industry was actually considered not essential i started using waterless hair shampoo for a while until they opened up the beauty um products for consumption again as we would know for those who are tuned in we had this thing or this thing i don't know it's one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard but apparently beauty was not and is still not considered an essential item here as we said in lockdown but at least we're now getting the products and that's how teresa um under her beauty ever as uh, beauty essay is also able to get products out anyway what are your thoughts around blue beauty especially in this whole new world that has just unveiled I think, um, you know, going back to Blue Beauty, it's very important. It's definitely a direction that many, many brands, and I believe, you know, the international large brands should go towards. I mean, I'm just a small entrepreneur and it's definitely something that I aspire to work towards. But then again, it becomes difficult, you know, when you look at lockdown, um, we had to, when we were open up for, for sales, our online portal was open up only for deliveries. And many of our products, like I, I would love to work towards, you know, reusable packaging. Um, th there are many things that we would love to go towards. Number one, it's expensive um, for South Africa. But uh, number globally. two, when you look at globally mm. even, but um, you know, just the technology behind it, um, you know, the research, it's still sort of relatively new. Um, but for us now with the whole lockdown, the the the, the couriers, we need to package goods so that. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, and I feel guilty every single time, but when I pack my, my blusher and my highlighter for my clients, I pack it with bubble wrap. And every time I think, you know, this bubble wrap is going to create more pollution, but there's nothing that I can do. The clients cannot come into my space and I need to deliver and I need to ensure that my goods get there in quality order, like the working order, not crashed and smashed. So what else can I do? I, we need to think of innovative ways. And I think it's going to be quite a challenge but we, we still need to have that mindset in place so that we can work towards it when time allows wow yeah what are the what would you say because i feel like we had the the hardest lockdown um during our f different phases i think it was level i've forgotten the names of the levels i don't even want to go there but so we start level five <laughs> i know who starts from level five going to one do people start from one well it doesn't matter how we start all I know is that comparing to the rest of the world, it was quite hard. And I'm not sure what we did here to deserve that, honestly. But my thing right now is, is there any other measures, um, Teresa, that you have taken? I know that there's a whole thinking process and strategy process, which is what you spoke about earlier. And I know that there's also other practices that you can actually put in place and measures and steps to be able to continue to thrive. I mean, it is a slow, it is organic. It is um, uncertain, but what are some of the other measures besides the box, the lockdown box, um, besides the, you know, continuously pushing out your messaging, which is what is sort of your foundation behind your brand. What else, what are some of, what are other measures? Because I feel like a lot of people are sitting at home feeling sorry for themselves, but we have to start. And you know, one of the things I was telling myself yesterday, I was doing hard things. I mean, I, this week I've done a lot of hard I've pulled some hard strides, very hard strides, but I've done them. And the hardest things are the hardest to do. What are some of the steps and measures you would probably encourage other beauty brands who are also sitting trying to figure out 
what's next or what's the next step because even though logistics is open people are still not cons the consumer is not buying is not consuming is not buying like it's not as usual no business as usual right now um, so, so I've been very fortunate enough, like I think I've seen the most growth growing my business during this lockdown um, phase, during this corona pandemic, even right. though initially I had no business, but this is the, by far the most growth I've ever had. And I think it's also just mindset, adaptability, being able to change with the times. And most important, it's when something means something to you and you find the right people who believe in the same meaning, cross-collaboration, cross-pollination, cross-fertilization, those sort of ways to build others while you're building yourself. One of my, my, my biggest um, messages is you deserve to be beautiful. And another message that I send out there is beauty becomes more beautiful when shared. So when you're able to share and grow with one another, that is when things become beautiful and literally they, they will flourish, they will blossom and magic happens. So yeah, those are the ways. <laughs> I love I love your messaging, Teresa, and I love the product as well. I'm now, right now, guys, if you want to know what I'm wearing, actually, I'll keep that for the end and I'll tell you what I'm wearing. <laughs> but the beauty industry, Teresa, is similar to fashion, which is an industry that is almost entirely dependent on physical retail with more than 80% of transactions that still happen in physical stores. What do you foresee as the next way of appreciating beauty consumption with zero trial? Because this is such a hands-on, come feel, come try type of industry too. I think the market is more skeptical of just trying and touching now because touching and trying needs sanitizing. We can, we can go on a whole topic about you know, natural beauty. I think those who are going for natural are all using things with chemicals right now, sanitizing their hands. You know what I mean? People who are going for organic. Um, I, I don't know if they use organic sanitizer, but um, does it kill 70%? Is, is there an organic? <laughs> is there? I don't, I don't know. A, I've never heard of that. It's, it's harsh chemicals. It's harsh chemicals. So, so, so back to your topic, you're asking me, you know, um, the industry, what are the changes people want to touch and feel? We need to go oh, digital. More like, yes, but more like, I know we're going digital, but what is going to be, so I am a consumer who wants to buy something from Teresa, but maybe it's an eyeshadow or maybe it's a say foundation. And I want to, uh, I'm assuming with foundation, you have to try it on your skin sometimes, especially if you don't know the product or you have it. It's not, it's like a once, a first time use to be able to understand you know which shade works well for you so that means there's zero trial even if they're purchasing it online teresa and they go into the mm. ever beauty and say online shop they're still buying without trying and that means that that would also decrease sales let we are going it's like sales are decreasing in so many different ways but for specifically the beauty industry what do you see is going to be a way to reinvent how the consumer like me who's worried about the shades and stuff and then who wants to start going with the back and the forth and the back and the forth how would you convince a consumer today to still just take the chance what would you do what have you thought of maybe samples is samples an option or making sure everything is fast uh, available in samples and like what's your what are you thinking just tapping on into your head you know so just to share a bit of my case study with you you know with my with my lockdown beauty box it comes in eight color foundations I've been able to um, 
communicate with my clients on social media, people that I've never met before, they would say, I'd love a box. They would message me directly and we would give them the customer service indirectly. Yes, directly, but indirectly over the, the net via social media. We'll chat with them. We'd say to them, we would recommend, send us a picture of yourself without a filter. They would send it to us and we would in return suggest a color for them and get to know them and communicate with them. And, and what if they how, don't li and what if they don't like it Teresa then what do you do I mean there, there is a consumer protector uh, CPA which is a consumer protection act in South Africa if people don't like we we, we we exchange but so far we've been quite successful in our endeavors of you know color selection for our clients and once again when clients purchase other things we give them mini miniature samples to encourage them to try out our box so so those are the different ways of um, adapting um, from the traditional face-to-face -face engagement to using online and um, you know the, the social media as a platform to communicate to our customers and giving them the service that they would give but adapting with the current change in our circumstance I like that you know what guys I think one of the things I'm getting from you Teresa is it's all about adapting and it's all about thinking out of the box and trying new ways. Otherwise, everyone's gonna get stuck with their products because people are stuck. Retail stores have closed globally and are closing and continue to close. Um, stock warehouses sitting with so much stock overflowing, not knowing what to do next. Um, Teresa, I'm curious now, I just wanna move a bit um, to the side. What do you look forward to after this lockdown? When this lockdown's over, what what is Teresa, what does Teresa look forward to? I think, you know, we just take each day as it, as it comes. Every day for me is an adventure. I mean, right now I'm sitting with you, communicating via Zoom, um, you know, like contributing towards your, your segments. I think for me, it's just not looking too ahead, focusing on the now and focusing on what we can do for the now and changing, um, learning, um, adapting, you know, trial and error and just growing along the way. Um, we, we never know what tomorrow may hold. So just changing and adapting with the current and the waves. And where do you see the future of the fashion industry in its entirety globally? I think um, the fashion industry for now is going towards... Sorry, the, the beauty industry, not the fashion industry. <laughs> God. <laughs> beauty, I, think, I, think, I think, you know what, whether beauty, whether fashion, the, the, the industries work hand in hand and Definitely consumer buyer behavior has changed a lot. They're more conscious about spending. They're more um, conscious about supporting brands that are growing. Um, it's a great opportunity for new brands and um, developing brands such as mine to get into the market and really just showcase and shine, um, you know, doing things differently, um, you know, communicating, collaborating, finding new ways and just adapting along this new journey and i think it's it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for entrepreneurs those well entrepreneurs who are happy to change yeah and, and move ahead and just adapt <laughs> wow well, guys we yes thank you we are talking to teresa suli um we are talking um her fashion background i mean her beauty background what it is about beauty where she foresees the future of um, the beauty industry considering the dip um that we are all facing within different industries obviously and this is the Fashion Lab, um, and uh, you guys are sh welcome to continue um, sharing your tweets on Fashion Lab AF. Um, we are on Instagram and, and Facebook on Fashion at Fashion Lab Africa, and we definitely want to hear from you. So keep those tweets coming, keep those comments coming as we roll over to another segment of the show right here.
Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. It's time for your wine style guide. Brought to you by Liz Ogunda Wines. Yep, you heard it. It's time for the wine style guide. And uh, unfortunately, the bad news is, Teresa, you are going to be starting because it's just me and you and I'm going last. <laughs> so what is your wine style guide today? My wine style guide? I love your wine, Mon Homme. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Th thank you very much. I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Teresa is one of those people who, like, once the laws were lifted and we could buy alcohol, she was one of my first orders. Like, hi, can I please get the whole shebang? And that was really good. So thank you for caring, sharing, pairing, all the things we do with wine. <laughs> but yes, but Teresa, wine style guide, one more thing I'd like you to do uh, is sort of like sharing with people some wine etiquette. So what would you share? What would be your wine etiquette of the day today? My wine etiquette. I think what's important for me is just to the people enjoying to the people. Yeah, like so, what you, would you advise? What would you suggest? What would you propose when they're going out to drink wine? When they are having wine dinner parties? When they are so it's just like wine salad is just you basically sharing your what you. It's like a, a tip from Teresa. That's what the wine style guide really is. Well, at the moment, I don't know about the other continents or across um, the globe, but in South Africa, it's very cold. Always light a fire and pour a glass of red before bed. Hmm. Somebody has been drinking a lot of wine like somebody here, I guess. <laughs> that makes it to us. <laughs> but thank you for that, Teresa. Um, today, my wine style guide is around um, service when it comes to wine. Again, back to etiquette. And what I would like to encourage the gentlemen who are tuned into the show today, and even the ladies, I mean, however way you want to look at it, is there is a way that uh, we say that your server should always pour um, your wine in a clockwise pattern and serve the women first. I don't know if you've ever had this. So even if your table is consisting of like 10 different people and maybe six are women and four men, and the woman, one of the women is on the ceiling, the other ones, you need to, it doesn't matter if you need to walk around 10 times, but please pour for the women first. Women go first and then the men go last. And I know sometimes the first shall be last, right? And the last shall be first. Anyway, that's my two cents on the wine style guide today. Um, for those of you who love wine, enjoy and keep enjoying that wine. Uh, for those of you who are interested in uh, more wine conversations, please visit my website um, on lizogumbawines.com. I share a lot uh, of, as much as we drink a lot of wine, we share a lot of tips and uh, tricks and ways to be able to uh, enjoy wine, um, different pairing um, tips and stuff. Uh, gastronomy has become such a big thing right now in the lockdown. People who didn't even know how to cook now cook you know experiences of yeah and i've seen it teresa it's true i mean we all love food but and we all love wine but we never in the in the before world we never had time to pay attention to like what are we having tonight what am i gonna pair it with what we didn't have time for that we just drank wine we went on the go we were in the restaurants most of the time and today the lockdown has taught us things that we can appreciate so hey um, that is our wine style guide for today, guys. I want to move to our last segment, which is my favorite segment at the end of the show. And here we go. Ooh, would you want a dress? <laughs> mm-hmm, Teresa, I'm throwing it back to you again. 
<laughs> Who would you want to dress and why today? I would love to dress you, Liz. <laughs> and the reason why is I know you're a fashion designer and I know you specifically have a style. Um, but um, I'd love to challenge that and put a bit of Teresa on you. <laughs> wow, today... This is very interesting and I feel like it's going round and round. I want to address you today, uh, Teresa, because um, I haven't really had an opportunity to, but I've had, um, I've put something together that is going to be a little surprise for you. So I do want to address you in one of my pieces. I think that you've got a beautiful spirit and I like that. And I think that beauty is from the inside out. So as much as we look at it from a physical angle, I find that I attract and I'm attracted to women who are also strong and who also have um, that extra you know so I'm sending you a package of love because I want to dress you so I'm not just talking about it I'm actually standing and I'm pledging on it and I'm hoping I'm that so excited it, that, when you it, that when you receive it you'll be smiling another one more thing is you didn't ask me what I'm wearing because nobody does but because I'm because it is important especially for this show I'm, as much as I'm wearing a black jumpsuit, I'm wearing one of my jumpsuits, I'm wearing a full far uh, coat from I think three or four seasons away but you know these days we're living in a seasonless world so it doesn't even matter. This is seasonless, it's a beautiful full far and it just keeps me warm because we have winter in South Africa in Johannesburg, uh, we're cold right now. But I'm also wearing a fragrance that makes me so happy. I actually feel like when I splash this fragrance on I just light up. I mean, I, I love fragrance. Generally, I light up with a lot. But this specific fragrance I'm wearing today is called Ubuntu. And it's from Teresa Sue Lee's um, Ever Beauty Essay range. Um, I think it's a new release. Is it, what, is it your latest fragrance release, Teresa? Just correct me so I don't say this wrong. Yes, it is. It was launched on the 8th of June, 2020. There you go. So guys, I'm one of the first lucky people to actually enjoy this fragrance and I find that it really lifted me up. You know how like when we were speaking to Reza and we spoke about um, the lockdown and how it started and how it was darker. Now, I mean, it feels a bit lighter. But do you remember when we were speaking about energy and vibrations and how what we wear, um, you know, when we roll out of bed, I need my lipstick on even if it's a nude. I need to dress up to be able to feel like I have a sense of purpose. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I don't know how it is. Is it the same for you? Do you find? Absolutely. Every morning I look at myself and I'm like, I'm ready to get you looking great so you can feel great and ready to conquer your day. And I look at myself in the mirror and I talk to myself every morning. I'm going to fix your hair, brush your hair, put makeup on and put on those heels and you're ready to go. Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. It's really been um, great to have you and we look forward. Guys, we are going to be having Teresa representing the Glamish contribution on the Fashion Lab show. So I'm excited to hear her insights. And I think that this was also a great way for you guys to get a little bit of a background. Like I said, our contributors never really get um, all the airtime they need. And I feel like what happens is you just contribute and contribute and we're always talking to people and finding out their stories, but nobody's really telling there's this story so i want to tell these stories and that's why we did this exclusive with teresa today teresa how can our listeners connect with you um either your website or your handles can you just share with us and i'm also going to make sure i put it on the post um they can follow me on at teresa underscore hsu underscore lee l-e-e -E, um or teresa shuli i've got two handles you'll see and i've also got my ever beauty handle which is at everbeauty.sa um, and they can contact me on Teresa, T-E-R-I-S-A, at everbeauty.co.za. 
Thank you so much, Teresa. And for those who are tuned in, thank you for joining us on this show. This is Fashion Lab, where we connect with different stakeholders within the fashion value chain, not just in Africa, but beyond. And we do this with a vision to develop the business sense of fashion in Africa, one strategy at a time. I hope that this show has brought you some sort of value some, in one way or another. You can follow us on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook. And you can definitely share with us your thoughts because that is that other thing that's very important. We want to hear from you. It's not a joke. Um, feel free to follow Fashion Lab Africa on YouTube as well, on Fashion Lab Africa for a dose of our Fashion Lab TV. And definitely tune into our podcasts um, on fashionlabafrica.com or iTunes or SoundCloud. Everything else you need to know is on that website. Now, if you're interested in joining us and sharing your fashion stories on our platform, feel free to email us on info at fashionlabafrica.com. You can feel free to also WhatsApp us on plus 27769430396 or DM us on the socials. It's time to think carefully, get up, and rise above. We're sending you guys love. Until next week, toodles. Thank you. Bye. Bye.